It's easier to complain. It's easier to be uh, a whinger. Isn't it easier? It's easier to, to, to nitpick. We've got to purposely uh, endeavor to be grateful, to have an attitude of gratitude. Amen? When you say thank you, do you really mean it? Or is it just politeness to which you give little attention to? Neuroscientists have found that if you really feel it when you say it, you'll be happier and healthier. Did you hear that? Neuroscientists have found that if you feel it when you say it, you'll be happier and healthier. The regular practice of expressing gratitude is not a new age fad. It's not a, it's a facet of human condition that reaps true benefits to those who mean it. Psychologist Dr. Robert Emmons of the University of California at Davis and Dr. Michael McCullough of the University of Miami published a study that looked at the physical outcomes of practicing gratitude. One third of the subjects in the study were asked to keep a daily journal of things that happened during the week for which they were grateful. Another third was asked to write down daily irritations or events that displeased them. The last third of the group were asked to write down daily situations and events with no emphasis on either positive or negative attachment. At the end of the 10-week study, each group was asked to record how they felt physically and generally how they felt about life. The gratitude group reported feeling more optimistic and positive about their lives than the other groups. In addition, the gratitude group was more physically active and reported fewer visits to a doctor than those who wrote only negative things. Wow. Other research into the physical effects of gratitude report even more tangible results. Focusing on the positive and feeling gratitude can improve your sleep quality and reduce feelings of anxiety and depression. Furthermore, levels of gratitude correlate to better moods and less fatigue and inflammation, reducing the risk of heart failure, even for those who are susceptible. That's a pretty good deal. Attitude of gratitude. The reasons why gratitude is so important to health and well-being is because it begins in the brain. In a neurological experiment conducted by researchers at the University of California at Los Angeles, brain activity was measured using magnetic resonance imaging as subjects were induced to feel gratitude by receiving gifts. We all, we all feel grateful and we all feel happy when we receive a gift. The areas of the brain showing increased activity were the anterior cingulate cortex and medial prefrontal cortex, those associated with moral and social cognition, reward, empathy, and value judgment. This led to the conclusion that the emotion of gratitude supports a positive and supportive attitude towards others and a feeling of relief from stresses. Gratitude activates the hypothalamus as well with downstream effects on metabolism, <laughs> stress, and various behaviors. The hypothalamus is located at the base of the brain and regulates hormones responsible for many critical functions such as body temperature, emotional responses, and survival functions like appetite and sleep. One of the neurochemicals associated with the parts of the brain affected by gratitude is dopamine. 
And dopamine is a pleasure hormone. It's the hormone that is, that is uh, discharged when people take drugs. Dopamine. That's what they say, dope head, dopamine. And it's telling us here, when you are grateful, when you have an attitude of grateful, that same area of the brain releases the pleasure, a pleasure substance through your body. You have that same feeling. The positive influence of gratitude on mental health continues past a particular event if the emotion is relieved. And so I'm reading that so that we can see that even science and and the medical world come to the conclusion that uh, gratitude has a positive, healthy effect on the body. But we knew that all along because the Bible says a merry heart, merry and happy and grateful go together, a merry heart does good like medicine. Can you say amen? So if there was a drug with no negative side effects that helped you eat healthier, exercise more, experience less depression, and sleep better, how long would it last in the pharmacy? We would flock to the doctors for prescriptions. The pharmaceutical companies would have a hit. Now, it may not be a drug... But gratitude may be as important to your health as nutrition. And some benefits that have been described as a result of being thankful are you eat healthier, you develop a stronger immune system, you experience more energy, you demonstrate optimism, you cope with stress better, amen? You describe life with high satisfaction and excited about life. You exercise regularly. Well, maybe I have to be more grateful. Amen. The soul, you solve difficult mental challenges better. You have dear friendships. You sleep better. Have increased self-worth and self-esteem. You show increased productivity. You enjoy work and perform better on the job. Gratitude. Attitude of gratitude. Tell the person beside you, you need to have an attitude of gratitude. Open your Bibles to Numbers chapter 11, and we're going to look at this just for a few minutes this morning. Attitude of gratitude. Because you have the possibility to be grateful every day on the inside of you and receive the benefits that gratitude will bring to your life. Amen? Amen? Numbers chapter 11, verse 1 to verse 6. Do you have it? Let's read it in the name of the Lord. And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. What displeased the Lord? When the people complained. Not even God likes a complainer. When the people complained, it displeased the Lord, and the Lord heard it. He hears it. And his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. And the people cried unto Moses, and when Moses prayed unto the Lord, the fire stopped. And he called the name of the place Tibera, because the fire of the Lord burnt among them. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting, and the children of Israel wept again and said, Who shall give us meat to eat? We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlics. But now our soul is dried away, There is nothing at all. 
beside this manna before our eyes. There is nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes. Attitude of gratitude. I just want to talk for a few minutes about this important fruit that we must develop in our lives. Gratitude. Amen? And understand that gratitude is big to God. Gratitude is big to God. Gratitude will open doors for you. Gratitude will get God's attention. Just the way that murmuring and complaining gets his attention. We all like to have children that are grateful. God likes to have children that are grateful. But if we're not careful, we walk a walk of ungratefulness. Even subtly, we are ungrateful with God. And through this chapter, I want to look at a few things that we can pick out of this this chapter here, which is the people of Israel have been eating manna for a long time, bread, and, and they start complaining about this bread. They start complaining about this miracle, about this provision. They start murmuring, we, we've had enough of bread. We've had enough of manna. I've had enough of this food. I want something else. And the bickering and the murmuring gets God's attention and God comes on the scene and judges them. But what, what causes them to be ungrateful for what they were once grateful for? What causes someone to be ungrateful? Number one, and, and this is not rocket science, but we stop, say, we stop giving thanks. What causes us to be ungrateful? We stop giving thanks. We stop saying thank you. We stop giving thanks. We stop exercising and expressing gratitude. When we stop giving thanks, when we stop expressing gratitude to God and to people, we open up ourselves to complaining. Look what it says there in the first verse. And when the people complained, they started to complain because they stopped giving thanks. You need to be intentional with your thank you. Amen? If you stop going to the gym, you stop building muscle. If you stop reading, you stop learning. If you stop saying thank you, you stop being grateful. If you stop living a life with an attitude of gratitude, you open yourself up to have an attitude of complaining, an attitude of murmuring. The side effect of not giving thanks and being grateful is we start complaining, we start murmuring, and we start being ungrateful. So the opposite of grateful is complaining. Amen? Thanks, gratitude, thanks, and joy go together. I've never seen someone grateful and thankful and, and, and uh, with, a, with a sad face. I've never seen someone grateful and, and thankful with with an expression of, of anger. It just doesn't go together. When you are thankful, when you live a life, an attitude of gratitude, when you're grateful about life, when you're grateful about what God has given to you, and you express it with your words, you express it with your, with your attitude, you will be more joyful. And it's going to produce an effect on your body. For a joyful and a merry heart does good like a medicine. It's on the inside of you. Praise God. 
And we are people of God. We should be the most grateful people on the face of the earth. We should be expressing every day, I thank you, Lord. Thank you for the life that you give to me. Thank you for the food that I eat. Thank you for my family. Thank you for the car that... Don't take God for granted. Don't take people for granted. Live a life of saying thank you every day. When you stop saying thank you, you start complaining. You cannot complain and say thank you at the same time. Try it. Gratitude, saying thank you, and giving go together. As a matter of fact, whenever the Bible talks about thank you, it it always correlates with thanksgiving. Because sometimes you've got to sacrifice your thank you. You've got to thanksgive. I'm going to give thanks right now, and I really want to complain. But I'm going to give thanks for my wife. I'm going to give thanks for my children. You're, you're driving to work on Monday morning and going, oh, it's Monday morning, Monday-itis. And you drive, ah, stop, stop because you're going to start complaining, I want to thank God that I have a job. It's funny because some people are complaining about their job and when they know the boss is going to start sacking some people, oh Lord, I want the job. But you don't like the job. I'm just answering your complaining. Come on. Thank You watch how things change around you when your vocabulary is a vocabulary of thank you. We've lost the art of thank you. We've lost the art of being grateful. We've lost the art of having an attitude of joy, an attitude of giving. I give thanks. You don't, you don't lower yourself because you give thanks to someone. You don't lower yourself because you thank God for the life that he gives. Amen. He deserves all our praise. He deserves all our worship. Every morning, practice the art of thank you. Every day, don't, please don't let a day go by without you lifting up your eyes and saying, Father, I want to thank you for the life that you give to me. I want to thank you for my health. I want to thank you for my family. I want to thank you, Lord. Thank you and praise go together. You cannot say thank you and not praise God. Whenever you're praising God, you're thanking Him. That's why I don't understand someone that cannot praise God. when he deserves all our praise. So we've got to be intentional. Change your vocabulary. Change the words that come out of your mouth. You've, you've, got to, you've got to think about it. I am going to thank God today. I am going to praise God today. I'm going to walk around with an attitude of gratitude. And you watch, you'll start feeling better. You cannot be stressed. You cannot be depressed. Come on. Things will start to change around you. Hang on a minute. I'm actually enjoying this thing right now. I'm enjoying this job. I'm enjoying this marriage. I'm enjoying this family. Yeah, because you're not complaining anymore. How are you going to enjoy anything you complain about? Amen. I thank you, God, for your word. I thank you, God, that I can pray to you. Come on. I thank you, God, that I've got clothes on my body. Don't take that for granted. I thank you, God, that I can sleep on a bed at night. I thank you that I have a pillow. I thank you that, hey, I have a toilet. Praise God. Can you imagine there was no toilet? I thank you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. 
Don't take it for granted because when you don't have a toilet, you realize that toilet is very precious. Amen. Thank you for water. I can drink water whenever I want to drink water. Thank you. Thank you for this car. It's, it's, it's testing my patience. But I thank you for this car, Lord, because there's others that walk. You watch. You'll drive that car like you're the bomb. Hallelujah. Watch me. I'm grateful. And guess what? You start positioning yourself for God to promote you. So start changing your vocabulary. This year, God has been good. Can you thank Him? Amen. Psalms 109 verse 30 30 says, But I will give repeated thanks to the Lord, praising Him to everyone. I will give repeated thanks to the Lord. Repeated thanks every day. Everybody say, every day. I will give thanks to the Lord. Repeated, repeated. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Every father and every mother likes their children to say, thank you, Dad. Thank you, Mom. You buy, you buy your son or your daughter something, or you take him out to eat, and they don't say, thank you. How do you feel? Imagine. It's like, you had to. No, I didn't really have to. It's your responsibility to buy me a present. Really? I bought the present because I love you. And they stop saying thank you to you, and you stop hold back some prezies. Amen? You start holding back some things. Because there's something about gratitude that touches your heart. And I wonder if God's in heaven going, my, this year I bless you so much, and you were far from me. This year I bless you so much, just the life that I gave to you, and I've not heard you say thank you. I've not heard you live a life of gratitude. You've been far away from me. Amen. These guys were complaining, and yet they were seeing a miracle. Bread was falling on the ground, complaining. So we've got to express gratitude. Amen. Watch what happens. Watch what happens as you start thanking God for the life that he gives to you, for the little that you have. Your outlook on life starts to change. Your attitude starts to change. Your physical body starts to change because those dopamines in your, in, your, in, your, in your brain that release, they actually affect your immune system. There's power in the words of your mouth. So we start complaining, well, I've had enough of this and I can't believe what's going on and it's always me. Those words have power. God doesn't love me. Practice. Stop yourself. Say, no, I'm going to be grateful. And do you notice that sometimes we can complain about the most silly thing? The most little thing? Because we practice complaining. We practice nitpicking. I'm, I'm a bit of a nitpicker. So I've got to, I've got to purposely, like just the other day, I, 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 I said to my wife, uh, this was on the day after Boxing Day, or Boxing Day, the day after Boxing Day. And so I said, is there any Coke in the fridge? And I thought there would be a lot of Coke because I, I bought a lot of Coke for Christmas. And there, and there was one, and she took it out, and I poured the Coke into the cup, you know, like, like that. And I'm, 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 the, I'm the kind of guy that I want my Coke cold and put ice in it if you can as well. But that Coke was not cold. 
So I said to Erica, when, when did you put this Coke in the fridge? She went, a couple of hours ago. I said, it's not cold. And so I pushed the Coke away. I said, I'm not going to have it. And I'm eating, then I'm going, you're making a big deal over a Coke that's not as cold as you want it. And I, I didn't have it. Amen. Then I was just, okay, just go, drink it, you know, just drink it. Because we practice like, oh, it's not cold. Oh, terrible. The world, ah. Oh. Instead of saying, thank you, Lord. I won't have it, but I, I'm grateful, Lord, for the water that I can drink. Praise God. It just changes everything. Amen. Your wife brings you the, the eggs that are not boiled properly. She says, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'll eat this in the name of the Jesus. I thank you. Amen. Number two, we are ungrateful when we live in the past, when we live with regret. Look what it says here in verse 5. We remember. We become ungrateful when we remember. You're always going to be ungrateful when you live in the past. You're always going to be ungrateful when you live with regret. I remember, if you live with a rearview vision mirror, if you live with a rearview mission mirror, you will not be able to appreciate the blessings of today and the potentials of tomorrow. If you're living your life always looking to the past and saying, oh, the glory days. The good days. People are depressed because they say, I was better off 10 years ago. And they're remembering. I remember when. If I had not. If it were not for. If I was part of that family. If I did not. You cannot be grateful when you start going, if I did not, if I, sh I should not have, if only, if only, if only I had, I don't want to get anyone in trouble here, but if only I had not married this person, what would my life be like? Hey, you're married. If the, the, the more you do that, you're going to be ungrateful. Amen. Say, today's a new day, and I'm going to just, I'm, I'm going to believe that, that my past will not determine my future. God's word will determine my future. We remember the, the people of Israel in the desert, remembering what happened in Egypt. Slaves. But they're remembering the garlic. Man, they're remembering the onions. If only I was born in America. If only I was, I was born in a rich family. If only I had married that person. If only I had not come to Australia. If only I got that job. If only... You're going to go crazy. The word remember, when, they, when it says that we remember, it's the literal word we are thinking about all the time. It's the literal word to talk about. So... When it says that we remember, it's this. They were always talking about the past. They were always talking about, so they had this bread here, a miracle from God, and they're going, do you remember the tomatoes? Do you, do you remember back in Egypt when we used to walk those streets? Yeah, we don't remember they used to beat us, but do you remember we used to, how it was in Egypt? You're always going to be ungrateful for today's blessings because of yesterday's failures. You cannot change the past. 
but you can look with optimism to the future. This is a new day. To think about the past in a form of regret is the, is the greatest waste of time. There are some things that I've done, some business deals or some, you know, some money deals that, that I thought, my, if I had it all over again, oh, whoa. Things would be, I would, I would, I would manage it differently. Hey, you can't do anything about it. We don't have back to the future. It's done. Why not say, okay, I'm going to learn from the past. We learn from the past and we, and we gauge what we, can, what we should not do or what we, what we must do or we gain experience from the past, but we cannot change the past. And to always live in the past and live with regret is to live a life that is ungrateful. What is done is done. It cannot be changed. Why not say, I am going to take ownership of my life today. I'm going to take control of my life today. And I'm going to believe that the future is a bright future. Amen. Amen. Can you say amen this morning? So drive your car looking to the, through the windscreen. Don't drive your car looking at the rear of your mirror. Because the more you do that, you start going, oh, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? Why didn't I take that? Why didn't I change? Why didn't I stay? Why did I sell? You're going to be ungrateful. Because now you're looking at that from, from a, from a uh, hindsight perspective. Everyone would do it different from this side. Amen? It's done. So we learn from the past. We gain experience from the past. We learn what not to do and what to do. But we, don't, but we don't live in the past because we'll become ungrateful. Amen. Number three. We, we become ungrateful when we compare ourselves with others. Look what it says in verse five. We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt. Everybody say Egypt. They were comparing themselves with Egypt. The moment you start comparing yourself with others in a bad way, you start to become ungrateful. I'll tell you why. Because there will always be someone better off than you. There will always be someone better off than you. There will always be someone that has a better car, a better house. There will always be someone that has more money. There will always, always be someone that has a stronger ministry, more influence. And the more you compare yourself with others, the more you open yourself up for being ungrateful and for complaining. Why do they always look blessed? Why are they always prospering? Why are their doors opening? Why do they seem to flourish? Why is their business skyrocketing? Why, are they, why do they have so many clients? And I'm here serving you, and I'm here going to church every Sunday, and I'm here tithing, and it seems like the wicked prospers. And I'm faithful and, I'm, and I'm, I'm doing God's word and, and yet it seems like nothing seems to, to work out for me because, because it works out for them. And so you start comparing yourself with others and you start becoming ungrateful. Amen? Well, the same way that someone is always better off than you, there is always someone that is worse off than you. Always. Amen? Now, we can't compare ourselves with people, but for good. For example, I want to follow the example of that man. 
Or I want to follow the example of that woman. I, I love their, their traits. I love the way they live their life. I'm, a, I'm going to try to copy the way they handle pressure. That's, that's a good comparing. But a bad comparing is, oh, look how gifted they are. Look how talented they are. Amen. Look how much money they have. Look where they live. Look at the car they drive. The more you do that, the more ungrateful you become. Amen. Just say, Lord, I thank you for where you have me right now. And I put everything into your hands. And I know that you've got me covered. And my life is under your control. And you know that I need a house. You know that I need a car. You know that I need a job. In the meantime... I'm going to be grateful. Forget about Egypt. Forget about the world. Forget about others. Amen. Can I say something? Being grateful does not mean being complacent. Always desire more in God. Because I, I, I come across people saying, no, I'm, 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 I'm grateful. I'm grateful and, and, and I'm content. And they're never aspiring to be more in God. Gratefulness does not mean complacency. Amen? And just because you aspire more and you want to do more and you want to become more and you want to have more and, and you want to be more of a blessing does not mean that you are being ungrateful. It just means that you want God to give you more so you can be more of a blessing. Don't become complacent. Next year, aspire to do more than you did this year. Next year, aspire to have more influence than you did this year. Aspire to be better. Aspire to be, to be more, to get more into God's word, more into prayer. Amen. Don't become complacent. Don't compare yourself with others. And number four, another thing that causes us to be ungrateful is familiarity. Everybody say familiarity. This is probably one of the biggest ones. You know, the first one, we stop saying thank you. We stop giving thanks. Number two, we live in the past. You can change that. Comparing ourselves with others. But number four, familiarity. Look what it says in verse six. Now, these are the people of God. These are, this, this is how they're talking. But now our soul is dried away. Look how they're talking. There is nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes. They're despising the manna that God gave to them and complaining about it because of familiarity. They have become familiar with the blessings of God. Let me say this to you. Familiarity can cause us to be ungrateful for the things that were once a miracle and an answer to prayer. I'm going to say that again. I wanted to write that down up there because the Lord gave me that yesterday and I wrote it down here real quick because that's so subtle. What was once a miracle, what was once an answered prayer, familiarity can cause us to start complaining about it. We become familiar. And remember, the manna came as a result of, of, of them asking God for bread. How do you get bread in the desert? But God says, I will rain bread upon you. Their seeds will fall on the ground from heaven. Angel's food will fall on the ground. You will come out of your tent and there will be bread on the floor, on the ground. You need to just pick it up and make bread with it. Miracle. When they looked at it the first day, they went, whoa, manna. 
Which means, what is this? It's your miracle. What once caused us to go, wow, now causes us to go, whoa. Because we become familiar with God. What we once, wow, God, my salvation, your word. To be able to pray, to be able to go to a church. We become familiar with the things of God. We become familiar with God. We become familiar with the blessings of God. We start to complain and be ungrateful with what was once a miracle and an answer to prayer. For example, your job. How many of you, God gave you your job? God opened the door for that job. You were praying, you were asking, you were believing, and God gave you that job. Now you're in that job for three or four or five years, and it's like now we start, the familiarity causes us to say, man, this, this job stinks. It was once a miracle. It was once an answered prayer. My, if you don't get anything out of this morning, get this. You've got to stay excited about the blessings of God. You've got to stay excited. Man, nah, wow, God is still giving, God, this job, God gave it to me and I still have this job. How about, how about your, your, your wife, your husband? You prayed to God for a wife. You prayed to God for a husband and God gave you a wife and God gave you a husband. And the first year you couldn't get off each other. Hallelujah. In love, in love. In love. What causes separation to happen? What causes divorce to happen? Familiarity. Which, what was once a miracle, whoa, man, is now like, whoa, man. Do I have to go home? Do I have to cook for him? What was once an exciting thing to do now has become boring. Because you've, You've become familiar with the miracle of God that's standing in front of you. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Familiarity. Thank God for your wife. Come on, men, say amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank God for your husband's wives. Some of you pray real hard for a husband. No husband was coming. And all of a sudden, God provided a husband. And now 20 years later, like, oh, snores too much. Become familiar with the blessings. Hey, wife, you have a blessing sitting beside you. Husband, you have a blessing sitting beside you. Have you guys become familiar? Well, work on it. Get exciting. Get excited. Make life exciting. A house. How many, of you, how many of you live in a house? How many of you have bought a house? Come on. Yeah. Did you pray for that? Was it a miracle? It's a miracle. And we become familiar with that house. We say, I need another house. No, you don't. That house is good. God bless you with that house. You go, this house, I have to clean it. I have to paint it. Can you imagine God in heaven going, they ask me, I give it, and they're complaining. So that's why God sometimes gets ticked off. I mean, with these guys, can you imagine 40 years of complaining? He just had it up to here. He said, fire. 
because God does, I mean, He blesses us, He gives to us, and we still complain because we become familiar with God. How about your sons and your daughters, your children? Was it a miracle? Was it a miracle? It's a miracle, the miracle of birth, the miracle of conceiving. What a miracle. And those little kids run around and drive you crazy. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God for them. Thank God for your children. Just because we've had something for a long time does not give us the go-ahead to complain about it. Instead, we can start praying about it with thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will. Hey, brother, sister, do you want to know what God's will is? Someone says, Pastor, I want to know what God's will is for my life. And they're usually talking about ministry, preaching, going to the nations of the world, missions. Do you want to know what God's will is for your life? Give thanks. That's His will. Start there. Give thanks. That's His will. Give thanks in all circumstances. Look at me. He's not saying for all circumstances. He's saying in. So you don't go, oh, thank you, Lord, for this sickness. I just thank you for the sickness. No, no, no. You thank Him in the sickness. You don't thank Him for things, but you thank Him in things. Because as you thank Him in things, you're going to come out of things. Oh, hallelujah. You're feeling this this morning. Hallelujah. You give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will. You wrap your prayer with gratitude. You wrap your prayer with thanksgiving. It's the will of God. So we start becoming ungrateful when we stop saying thank you. When we start living in the past. When we compare ourselves with others. And we become familiar. Don't become familiar. How about church? You become familiar with church. You prayed to God for a church. You were asking God, show me where to go. And God brings you to a church. And you go to that church. And then two or three or four years later, you start saying, maybe God's telling me to go to another church. Really? He's changed his mind. Maybe we're becoming familiar. Maybe we're going... I need to hear another preacher. I want to be in another building. And what was once a mighty preacher of God, what a preacher, what a man, what a church, now becomes, nah, I'll go and look for another church. Familiarity. Was it an answered prayer? Did God bring you? Did God? There was a brother that said to me once, God just took me there. God took me there become familiar we become familiar with our pastors we become familiar with our churches we become familiar with our with the preaching that we receive we become familiar with the people of God and then we start complaining about the very thing we were so excited about two years ago about the church God's family now you've been here maybe three or four years five years brother Samuel since the very beginning Are you still excited about this church? Can you stay excited? Well, the way you do is by saying, thank you, God, that I can go to a church where they preach the Word of God. Thank you, God, for my pastor. Thank you, God, for the musicians. Thank you, God, for the church that I belong to. That's how you stay. You don't start nitpicking. You start nitpicking, and all of a sudden you're complaining about the very miracle that God gave to you. The last thing I'm going to say this morning. Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 19. I want to get this out before we close. 
and we start and we say thank you to God. Luke chapter 17. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 19. Are you there? Look what it says. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers. Everybody say lepers. Leprosy. Which stood afar off. They couldn't go next to near Jesus. And they lifted up their voice and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And he came to pass as they went that they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw, everybody say, saw. When he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice, everybody say, loud voice. My, he glorified God and he fell down at his face and at his feet giving him thanks he was a Samaritan now look at Jesus question and Jesus answered and said where were there not ten that were cleansed where are the nine there are not found that return to give glory to God said this stranger and Jesus said to him arise go your way your faith has made you Oh, hallelujah. Ten lepers, ten men with an incurable disease, nose falling off, ears falling off, skin falling off. Jesus heals the ten of them. And, and this, is, this is the deal. As they're walking to the priest, one of them sees, hey, my nose is back in place. My, my skin is clean and the leprosy is gone. And he said, I've got to go and say thank you. I've got to go back. I've got to draw near to Jesus. I've got to get closer to him. He's healed my body. How could I not just stop what I'm doing when I see what God has done and go back to him and seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other things shall be added unto me My, I was thinking about this this morning while I was having a shower can you imagine the one that's he's running and all of a sudden his nose comes back into place and his hair comes back and his, and his muscles come back and he says I'm going to go look for a girlfriend he didn't think about Jesus one of them said hey I'm going to go to the party. I'm looking good. I'm going to the party. Wow, look at my body. I'm going, hey, I'm going to go to a club. The other one says, man, hey, do you want to go to the beach? Let's go to the beach. How did we get healed? I don't know, but we look good. Let's go to the beach. Let's go to the beach over there. Come on, let's go to the Red Sea. Let's go to Galilee. Well, the nine of them just went on their way. They said, thank you. Oh, now I can go to the shopping center and look good. One said, hang on a minute. I'm not going to draw away from God with my blessing. I'm going to draw closer to God with my blessing. Do you know this year, you've been so blessed by God. Which direction have you gone in? Have you drawn closer to God this year to say thank you? Now notice, he came back and with a loud voice, not this little thank, no, thank you, because when you've received a big blessing, you, you give a big praise. Now another thing, 
Another thing. Another thing. You say, oh, but pastor, this has been a hard year. Out of the 365 days, you know, there's been 20 difficult days. Can I, can I ask you a question? This man had leprosy. Let's just say, let's just say, let's work on a year basis. So for 364 days, he had leprosy. He was an outcast. But on this day, he got healed. He chose to think about that day and forget about the bad days. Oh, you didn't get that, hallelujah. He, cho- he says, yes, I've had 364 bad days. Nose falling off, ear hanging down, legs being cut off. But this day, I have been healed by Almighty God and I'm going to choose to thank God for what He's done this day, hallelujah. This day, this day. Yes, I've had some hard days, but this day God has been good to me and I'm not going to go to the beach and I'm not going to go to the party and I'm not going to go and show my family first. I'm going to go back to Jesus and I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to say thank you. And here's the key. When he said thank you, Jesus says, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Stop there. He didn't just get a physical healing that day. He got a holistic healing. He was healed internally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. The other ones ran away, only healed physically. But this man's thank you got him a holistic healing. Because when you say thank you, When you live a life of gratitude, doors are opened. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart. I think it's time that we say thank you to the Lord. You've been far. God has blessed you this year. God has blessed you and you've been far. God has given you financial blessing. The last thing you think of is, I'm going to give to God. God has has healed your body. And the last thing you think of, Sunday, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to be in church first. And I'm going to, with a loud voice, thank God. I'm going to church on Sunday because God has been so good with me. We've got to have an attitude of gratitude. Let's all stand up this morning. Come on, I want us to just begin to thank thank the Lord. Come on. Come on, just for the next few minutes. We've only got five more minutes before we've got to get out of here so they can fix up this whole room. But I want us to spend five minutes thanking God for what He has done. Hallelujah. You become familiar with your life. Just the fact you wake up every morning, that should make you go, whoa, whoa, thank you, Lord. I'm alive today. We become so familiar with life itself. I don't know how many hundreds of people died through their sleep last night. I don't know how many people this week received bad news at the doctor. I don't know how many people this week died. I was reading an article last night. Ten, ten, I think they're preachers or pastors in Nigeria were beheaded by ISIS. Come on. And here we are. And we even become familiar with the very life that God gives to us. Start getting excited about your life. It's a new day. Come on, it's a new day. 2020 is going to be a good year. It's going to be a blessed year. You're going to learn to say thank you, Lord. You're going to learn to live a lifestyle of gratitude. Come on, raise your hands and begin to thank Him right now. Come on, come on, with a loud voice. With a loud voice. With a loud voice. Come on, raise your voice. With a loud voice. Thank God for your husband. Thank God for your wife. Thank God for your children. Thank God for your job. Thank God for your church. 
Thank God for the money you have. Come on. Come on, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Thank you. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord. 